welcome to the stuff that sticks. Uh, I know it's been a little bit since we've done a podcast. The uh, setup has changed a little bit. We're we're now working from home, but we thought it would be a good time to kind of connect and uh, wanted to talk to Justin Hatton. He's got kind of an interesting story. Is obviously a huge sports fan and was actually a sports reporter before starting at AM Transport. Justin, how's it going today? Hey, it's going good, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And we've got Dallas in as well. Dallas, how are you? I'm doing swell. I'm, uh, I'll be a little honest. I'm, I thought I would be able to work from home a little bit better. I just didn't realize how much I would miss people. So I'm ready for the, us to get back in the office at some point this, this lifetime. <laughs> Other than that, I'm doing excellent. Yeah, it looks like we got about a month left, so I, th I think we're going to get a, a little bit more stir-crazy bef before we can get out and about again, but uh, I think we'll all figure out how to make it work, maybe watch Tiger King or some other crazy documentaries. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, um, can you kind of tell us about, um, uh, you know, writing for the paper, you know, how long you wrote for the paper and kind of how that started? Yeah, sure thing. Um, so, obviously, you know, um, even even growing up as a kid, I was always kind of an avid reader of, uh, you know, newspapers, and I subscribed to Sports Illustrated probably from about the time I was seven or eight years old, but uh, my grandparents got the Evansville Courier subscription. I'd always read the, you know, I'd always read the sports page and Decatur Herald and, and Only Daily Mail, and um, even as a kid, I can remember, you know, always following those 1990s Bulls teams with Michael Jordan and, and um, always, you know, been a lifelong Cubs fan. I can always remember, you know, even going back to my childhood, kind of keeping stats in those games and just thought it was kind of neat to read the recaps of the games, you know, the next day in the paper and just kind of how things unfolded from a, a player's and coach's perspective. Um, so always had an interest in it. You know, when I was in high school, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, you know, as far as, uh, you know, when I when I headed off to college and, um, you know, when it got up to Eastern and, and just decided I felt like journalism would be something I'd be good at so I uh, enrolled up there and you know majored in journalism took some broadcasting classes as well um, they actually had an opening at the Daily Mail um, more as a uh, it was called a typesetter um, so my first you know four or five months there I actually typed a you know obituaries police reports you know just trying to get my foot in the door and kind of you know become familiar with the surroundings um, an editor at the time, Mark Allen, he kept saying, you know, hey, listen, if you just bide your time, there's probably going to be an opportunity for you here. And sure enough, right before, you know, junior college and high school basketball season started, the previous sports editor left and I applied for the job and got it. Um, so long story short, you know, spent nine years, I believe, as sports editor at the Only Daily Mail. Um, you know, then it just kind of decided time for a career change, um, had a son. And at the time, the newspaper industry was in a little bit of a, you know, of adjustment period, kind of a lot of unknown. So decided to, um, you know, take the leap and, and uh, you know, join the AM Transport Group uh, organization. But uh, yeah, nine years as a edit, sports editor at the Only Daily Mail. Um, and then when Mark moved over to the Only Gazette and they launched the weekly paper here in town about three years ago, he uh, asked me if I'd be interested in you know, doing some writing on the side. Um, obviously, you know, with my work schedule, AM Transport, it allows me to do that and um, kind of focus just on basketball and football as a part-time role. But been doing that three years. So, you know, 12 or 13 years total in the in the sports writing business. 
And that's that's got to be a, a thrill too, especially you know being such an avid sports fan to to get to cover that on an everyday basis. And and you know now even uh, you know working in a different place, you still get to do that. Yeah, and it's kind of the thing that makes it special is you know, and you guys know, you guys both played and uh, and watch a lot of sports. You know, every game's different. You know, there no no two games are the same. So um, you know, of the of the hundreds or thousands of basketball games I've covered over the years and you know along with football games each game you know each story unfolds differently you know no no two games are the same and uh, so that that's what makes it special um you know and and um honestly you know just kind of being around the the coaches and and the kids cultivating a lot of relationships over the years I mean I watched you guys play baseball in high school and now we're working together at AM Transport so kind of special being from a, a small town like Olney and and getting to see you know kind of the kids and and coaches you know achieve success it's uh, it puts a smile on your face so oh for sure no it's uh there's not much better than uh, sports and and only and uh, I want to get back to the coaches a little bit later but yeah. I I'm sure a lot of people have kind of the idea of the life of uh, a reporter especially someone who works at a newspaper what's what's the schedule like for you well, I kind of always told people, you know, when, when people would come up to me and they'd say, hey, uh, you know, so when you take vacation uh, or, you know, if, if you're sick, who fills in for you? And I always kind of told people, you know, not bragging, but just being truthfully, uh, uh, you know, I said, I am the sports department, um, you know, from when I was full time at the Daily Mail, um, from pretty much Labor Day to Memorial Day, it was six and a lot of times seven days a week, um, you know, I would go in to the office um, in the morning and lay the paper out. And then once we hit deadline around 1030, you know, I'd wrap up some loose ends, um, put some stories on the internet and usually go home. And if it was basketball season, you know, I'd go home and take a nap in the afternoon because, you know, obviously with basketball games, you know, getting over later than spring sports do, you know, it was a lot of one or two o'clock, you know, in the morning nights wrapping up stories for the next day's edition, Um, you know, vacation wise and, and, my wife Ashley can attest to this, you know, it was pretty much you took vacation in June or July because that's about the only two months uh, you had available. Um, as soon as that last spring sport wrapped up, you know, it was usually, hey, uh, if we're going to go somewhere, let's let's do it now because we got about six weeks before, you know, you start writing articles for the fall sports preview. So it was pretty much a six to seven day a week job. Um, I loved every minute of it. If you asked me now, would you go back and do it all over again with a family? No. Um, but at the time, you know, with it was just me and Ashley, you know, I didn't mind, you know, kind of burning the midnight oil for something that you're passionate about and you love to do. Sure. No, that's, that's awesome. I, I always think of the time crunch and what, you know, comes to my mind is, you know, someone who also uh, majored uh, as in journalism um, was this game, it's now one o'clock in the morning. The game's still on. It's extra innings. So <laughs> those uh, riders are probably about ready for this to get over. I can remember coming home from a girl's super sectional game in Champaign. Um, it was, ah, you know, all the years run together, 2009 or 2010. And I rode with my aunt and one of her friends, me and Ashley tagged along with them. And on the way home, um, you know, it was, I, I thought about working on the story a little bit on the way home, you know, on a laptop, but, you know, it just, you know, didn't have the best signal. And at the time, you know, everything was kind of, you know, technology was, you know, in terms of 
of bandwidth and whatnot. Everything was kind of still uh, evolving. So I just had to knock it all out when I got home. And I can remember my aunt, her friend said something along the lines of, so when you get home, you know, you're just going to go to sleep and go to work in the morning. And I said, no, when I get home, I said, I still got to write a basketball story. And she was kind of amazed, I think, at just how many hours go into it. Because, you know, I can remember being up till two or three o'clock in the morning that night. And then being back in the office, you know, five thirty, six o'clock to meet the deadline for the next day. So, um, you know, definitely not for the faint of heart, but. <laughs> but some great memories. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Memories that, you know, um, last a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> quick, quick question. We'll move on. Um, uh, did you ever fall asleep in the office? Never fall. Uh, as far as the office goes, no. Um, you know, spent many a nights getting home you know with a starting a fresh pot of coffee at 10 or 10 30 in the morning or 10 to 10 or 10 or 10 30 at night so a little hard to go to bed after you've been drinking coffee at you know 10 or 11 p.m you know during the week but uh, that's just kind of what you had to do to get by you know especially during basketball season was a grind you know um always enjoyed it november december you know your, your motor's kind of running you know, then you kind of hit that wall in January and February, and then you get re-energized kind of when the, the postseason rolls around, you know, March Madness and whatnot. So um, can't ever remember dozing off oh, at the office. Sure, which we're missing. Yeah, yeah. Just, a, you know, another one of the uh, many changes we've had to, you know, overcome here in the last few weeks. But Making it through, though. Yeah, we'll get by. And, um, uh, <laughs> I kind of combined some questions here because I think they'll probably – that lead to a similar answer so sure. so as a writer and as a fan um what's the most rewarding part and um what kept you coming back for more for all those years yeah i would say probably you know the most rewarding part is just you know some of the dramatic endings um you know and some of the milestones along the way whether it's you know seeing a kid scores thousand his or her thousandth point or uh hit a game winning shot um you know even some heartbreaking losses along the way, you know, you throw those in there too, because they're still memorable, even though, you know, you might come into the short end of the stick, um, you know, and just talking to kids and coaches after the game and getting their thoughts, how excited they are. And, um, you know, as a, you guys played sports in high school as a 15, 16 year and 17 year old kid, you know, those are, those are pretty, pretty cool memories that stick with you. So I'd say just probably the, the milestone wins and accomplishments and, and, you know, some of the dramatic wins uh, just to get to be a part of that. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty cool. I still have some of the stories that, uh, that you wrote. So we'll always uh, have those and be able to, to look back and uh, see a little bit of your history in that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and you guys, you know, were a part of some of that and, I think too, looking back on it, you know, I was fortunate. I got to cover three state tournaments, you know, girls, boys basketball, girls basketball, and uh, and baseball. So, you know, not too many guys that are in this business, you know, covering the prep scene, especially in small town, um, you know, get to get to cover a school that makes it to a state tournament in three different sports. So, um, that's kind of always uh, something that I look back on as pretty special too. So. And that kind of leads into a next question. Um, what's your favorite memory covering sports so far? I know you're still doing it, so, you know, that's, it could always evolve. But yeah. I'm sure those state tournaments kind of rank towards the top. Yeah, on a personal level, I'd say probably one of the things that 
the most special to me. Um, I don't want to forget anybody, so I won't name any names. But, you know, I got to cover multiple cousins, um, you know, in, in football and basketball. Um, that was pretty special to me. Last year when my cousin Brent, you know, wrapped up his career, um, you know, with a loss at, at the regional at Almay, I remember thinking on the way home, you know, that's it. You know, that's the, that's the last cousin, you know, that I'm going to cover in the in this business. But on the flip side, you know, it was pretty special to uh, have been able to, you know, watch numerous family members, you know, do their thing and then get to, you know, cover them and get their thoughts afterwards. But <clears throat> as far as memories go, you know, obviously um, I haven't missed an only Tiger football game since 2006. So if you're looking for me, in uh, between August and November on Friday nights, I'll be on their sidelines. Um, 2012, you know, when we beat Modern Day in the playoffs, um, it was Coach Music. Yeah, it was Coach Music's second year, and he engineered a turnaround. They were one and eight the year before, but to be honest with you, they they were in a lot of those Apollo Conference games. We just didn't quite have the depth in the second half to finish them off, and then uh, they they turn around the next year and go nine and two. Um, and I'm talking to a reporter from the Decatur Herald on our sideline before the game. And, you know, he's asking me, he's like, Hey, who, you know, who are some of your guys to watch? And I kind of gave him the rundown on some of the, the, the impact players for us. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, I know you guys have had a nice year, but you know, you don't play the schedule modern day does and, and they've got the tradition. He's like, you know, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think you guys have much of a chance. And he saw me after the game. He said, boy, I was wrong. He goes, you, you know, you guys got a pretty talented bunch. So that was pretty cool getting to cover a playoff win on a Friday night, especially a home game. And, uh, you know, then the, the, the trips to state, you know, are memorable in, in all three sports, just getting to be a part of those super sectional games. And, you know, you guys understand everything's got to go your way, you know, if you're going to make a deep postseason run and you got to have a, some luck along the way. So, uh, you know, just – getting to be a part of those trips to state um, in, in all three sports and getting to go to Bloomington and Peoria and Joliet, you know, it's um, th those were three really uh, special trips for me. So, Yeah, I was uh, lucky enough to be on uh, the baseball team for one of those trips. And of course that, that basketball team, uh, it was just a fan, but yeah. what a, what a fun group that was to watch yeah. and the girls as well. Just yeah. really good. Like you said, a really good uh, period of, uh, athletes uh yep. you know for the time which they're still obviously producing good athletes as well sure was um, <clears throat> and uh so i'm sure you're not gonna you know give us a straight up answer here but uh there's probably some coaches um that you've met through your, your history of covering sports that have, have made a big big impact on you and you've became a you know a, a close friend with um you know what's what's made that relationship with the coaches special yeah i think you know, when you start out in this business, um, you're a little, as a, you know, as a green, you know, 20 something year old straight out of college, it was a little intimidating to, you know, when you start interviewing coaches and, and, and Eric and Dallas, you both know, you know, in, in what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, relationships are so important. And so I feel like, um, you know, what I was able, the relationships I was able to kind of cultivate and develop, you know, in, in those nine years uh, working at the Daily Mail, help me carry over into what I do now, um, you know, on the, on the carrier side of things for AM transport. But, uh, you know, I think it was once you kind of get, get your foot in the door, you know, and, and kind of your first few games, you feel like you're asking silly questions or maybe the vanilla questions that nobody wants to hear, you know, and then kind of as things progress and get along, you know, I found myself, you know, 
inside a locker room or up in a coach's office. And then you kind of start to realize, Hey, you know, you coaches are starting to trust you. You're starting to trust them. They understand that you got to ask them, even at the high school level, you got to ask them some hard hitting questions. So um, to me, I think just cultivating those relationships over the years um, that's evolved from, you know, I get texts and, and phone calls from coaches on, you know, like Christmas, Merry Christmas or my birthday. And, you know, I've ha even had some coaches, you know, show up to, to funerals of family members that I've lost along the way. And that, that's pretty special because, you know, at that point, it's it's more than just a coach, you know, reporter relationship. It's it's uh, they're they're your friends as well. So. Yeah, anytime you can, you know, develop a relationship in, in your field, that becomes a, a real friendship, which we've, you know, you've done multiple yep. times and, and every day at AM Transport as well. It, it makes it really special. You really want the best for those people um, in their careers and in their personal lives as well. And sure. uh, I think uh, I think that's a good segue into um, uh, AM Transport and what uh, – what kind of covering sports and, and uh, being a journalist has, uh, has done or taught you that has transitioned over to AM Transport? Yeah, I can remember, you know, when I was thinking about making a career change and I, I talked to some, I talked to some people that were working in the organization and, and they said, you know, I think you'd be good at this. Um, I said, you know, guys, I don't know anything about the transportation industry. And, and, you know, they at the time they said, yeah, but, but, half of it is just developing those relationships and, and, you know, carriers and, and customers understanding, you know, that they can trust you um, kind of on a day-to-day -day basis and you'll, you'll hold true to your word. And, uh, you know, as, as I started down at AM Transport um, and, and kind of the weeks evolved into the months and, you know, then the months started evolving into years, you realize a lot of what you're doing is building relationships. And, you know, now that I'm, you know, almost five and a half years with the organization. And I looked at some of these carriers that I've, you know, talked to on a daily basis for the last three or four years, things kind of intertwine, you know, a lot of what I was doing prior to this, I'm still doing on a day-to-day -day basis. It's just in a different field and, you know, it's, it's a different realm, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, life's a lot about relationships, you know, whether it's, it's in your marriage or with you, with your friends or your, your kids, or your coworkers, you know, I mean, those relationships are important in everything you do. So I, I think for me, that's probably been the, been the thing I've been most proud of um, as an employee at AM Transport is, is just to cultivate those relationships with, with customers, carriers, and my coworkers. So. And that's, uh, that's really cool. And obviously that's something you're really good at, Justin. So uh, it's, it's really interesting, I think, to kind of hear the perspective of moving from one industry to uh, another completely separate industry and how the skill set is, it, it takes a similar skill set and the relationship building is really uh, the primary portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, for me, I've never worked, been a, I've never worked for a big company or an organization. You know, I've always, every job I've had since I was 15 years old, it's, it's either been, you know, like, you know, working with, with a, in a smaller, you know, smaller operation or, you know, at the paper, even though we, you know, we worked in cubicles and there was other staff writers and, you know, as far as the sports guy goes, I was on my own. So to go down and join the AM transport team where everybody's, you know, it's a smaller tight knit organization, but uh, everybody gets along so well. Um, it, it made the adjustment, and the transition that much easier. 
Yeah, well, that, that's pretty awesome. And uh, I think that pretty much hit on everything uh, I was interested in. I, I'm still obviously interested in a lot more, and I think I think there's a lot of topics that we could come back to, especially in uh, in future uh, future podcasts, especially the status of the current sports teams in town. Um, just being a sports fan in general, obviously you're a huge Cubs fan, Bears fan. And, uh, you know, kind of your thoughts moving forward. I think we can save that for a future edition. But yeah. before, uh, before we finish, Dallas, uh, do you have uh, anything you want to toss by, Justin? No, I think we got it pretty much covered. I do. Uh, I was going to interject earlier, but we had a good flow going. But uh, the one thing I remember from high school sports was uh, anytime you got to speak to Mr. Hatton, that meant you had a pretty <laughs> good game. So it was always a confidence booster when Mr. Hatton was looking for you to post game. Well, thanks, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I, I, can, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, you know, it, all those years talking to, you know, kids after games, it's kind of funny because you, you might you might talk to a kid when he was a sophomore and, you know, he might have a big game and you barely get two words out of him. And uh, then you talk to him again as a senior in the same spot. And uh, it's almost like, you know, then by that time they're a natural at the interview and then, and uh, it's almost like that they're, uh, you know, up there on the big stage, you know, doing an interview before an NCAA tournament game. So it was kind of neat to see how kids kind of came out of their shell. And, and I think that was another thing that made it special was, um, you know, just kind of seeing, you know, you know, kids de- grow and develop. And four years flies by in high school. So, you know, in the blink of an eye, you, you're interviewing a kid and covering him when he's a freshman or sophomore, and then he's graduating. So uh, and saw plenty of senior days and senior nights, and it goes quick. So. Oh, that's for sure. Hey, well, Justin, uh, hey, we certainly appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to a future podcast where we can talk about the current yes. um, sports status. Hopefully sports are starting back up at a certain time. I know we're all missing that, but uh, uh, doing it for the best of everyone. So thank yep. you again for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, you're welcome, guys. Uh, anytime. Uh, I'll be willing to talk sports anytime. So thanks for having me.